with St. Catherine of Siena. What a glorious model she is to us, and especially in these days. Because I think she strikes at the heart, her life and example strikes at the heart of the two biggest struggles that we have. Noise and frustration. There's so much noise in the world. We're constantly surrounded by it, and in fact, a lot of it kind of gets inside of us, right? Even if we don't have external noise, when we sit down to pray, all of these worries, all of these uh, thoughts come to mind. It's almost like we need a detox from the noise to be able to enter into the silence that is the language of God. And the beautiful thing about St. Catherine and noise is that she, she has the beautiful teaching of the inner self. All that she ever wanted was to be in total communion with the Lord. If she had had it her way, she would have a life without distractions. She would just be able to be in explicit total prayer 24-7. But that's not what God called her to. Instead, God called her to be in a sense, the exact opposite of what she wanted to be. She wanted to be just totally devoted to the Lord and only to the Lord. He instead made her a magnet to other people. They flocked from all parts of Europe just to spend time with this holy woman. She wanted a life of silent prayer. She ended up being one of the most important geopolitical figures of her time. How did she... How was she able to have both? The busyness of a life of helping the poor, of having sinners uh, try and uh, test her and end up being converted miraculously and becoming uh, disciples of Christ through her. Having all of these, even bishops and priests and the Pope himself take advice from her. How was she able to have all that busyness but still have the communion with God that she so yearned for? Well, it was her inner self. So what is that teaching of the inner cell? It's that within us, we could always have a posture of prayer to where even if around us there's chaos, within us we can still say, you know what, I'm entering into this little cell of my heart and I know that I'm going to find Jesus there. Cell here is like a monastery cell, that, that place where you are alone with the one that you love. And we can have that in our lives, but we develop it through having explicit periods of time of prayer, right? So uh, I'm not going to have this constant communion with the Lord if I don't set aside even five minutes each day to explicitly give to him. When I develop that relationship with him, the stronger that it gets in those times that I can be totally devoted to him, the more I can carry down that conversation even as life places its demands on me. Even if the family is going crazy, maybe there are things happening at work that demand my attention. Even in the midst of all that, the conversation carries on. I'm with my Lord in my inner cell. I can turn to him, even if it's just with a glance in the midst of everything and go, God, you're seeing this, right? I'm not crazy. You're actually seeing how messed up all of this is. Okay, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're seeing it. I'm glad that I can go through this with you. It actually reminds me of St. Peter's Basilica. Who's ever had the, the, the pleasure of being able to be in that church in Vatican City? 
So far, a few. Hopefully, someday, all of us. We're just going to get a pilgrimage, go on a plane, and be able to go over there. But what I love about it is it is chaos, right? You have the entire world that's there in this church seeking God, whether they know it or not. But you, you, you go in there and you think, is this supposed to be a church? There isn't silence. There isn't um, stillness. I- instead, there's so many people, some of them being more respectful than others. And you might think in the midst of this, I can't possibly find God here. But as you walk around the basilica, you see this one area and it's curtained off with these thick curtains. And if you peek behind the curtain, you see that that's the chapel where they have adoration every day. And the Lord is there and there are people adoring him. And as the curtain closes behind you, you're enveloped in silence. You just had noise and all the rest of the basilica, but then you enter into this room and you have silence and you have stillness and you have the presence of the Lord and you see the one who everybody in the rest of the basilica, whose their hearts are yearning for him and they can find him here. And that for me is the best image I've ever seen of that inner cell. Our life is like that busy basilica with people coming in and out, making different demands of us, being sometimes respectful, sometimes not. We'll be able to give them what they need if we're continuously adoring the Lord in that inner cell, behind that thick curtain, in the silence and the stillness of one enraptured by love of God. So that's the first thing that St. Catherine teaches us, is how to deal with the noise through having a constant communion with the Lord in the inner cell. The second thing is the frustration. Who here has ever been frustrated with members of the church? Some hands are being raised and other people, I'm I'm sorry, but I'm catching you in a lie right now. (laughs) If you've never been frustrated with a member of the church or the church's hierarchy, I'm sorry, but you haven't been looking around closely enough. Because that, that's the thing, is that there, there was literally one sinless member of the church, right? And that was Jesus' mom. All the rest of us, I'm sorry, but there's going to be various degrees of sinfulness, of weakness, of frustration, of betrayal and denial. We are those first 12 apostles continued through time. And so we are fearful. We run from the cross. We uh, deny the Lord far too often, if not in our words and our actions. And it's easy in the midst of all of that to choose to be, instead of Catherine of Siena, Martin Luther. Both of, them refor- both of them saw problems and went about the work of reformation. St. Catherine of Siena did it with this fidelity to the Lord and his church that said, you know what? Instead of breaking off, I'm going to build up from within. I'm not going to give up on this church in spite of all of my frustrations. Even if the hierarchy doesn't listen to me, I know that Jesus Christ founded this church and no other, and so I will stay and I will suffer for the sake of this church because the Lord suffered for the sake of this church. Even in all of my frustrations, yes, I might give voice to them. I will play my part, but I will realize it is just a part that I am playing. God is the one who is actually in control. 
We can choose to be like her, or we could choose to be like the other reformers. They might have been pointing out very valid problems initially. They might have even had good motivations. But there was something along the way that allowed them to break. And that breaking and that splintering has continued through the centuries to where now you have churches that will pop up. Literally, I heard the story of one church that it's a brand new denomination of Christianity. Do you know what it was founded upon? There was an argument over whether or not in the parish picnic to have mainly green apples or mainly red apples. And, and, and that division ended up becoming such a resentment between the two different apple parties <laughs> that they, they now have two separate churches. But I use that not to belittle our brothers and sisters, but to say if we let the spirit of division in, it doesn't stop dividing. The divisions continue and multiply and grow deeper. What St. Catherine of Siena shows us is that you can reform from within. That if you have this fidelity and this love for Christ's bride, the church, you can have an effect. Is it going to be a total effect that takes away all the sinfulness in the church? No. But it will keep you on the vine as a branch. It will keep you close to the Lord who also hates whatever is wrong in the church, but he loves the church, right? And so he loves the church as, um, as anyone would love someone who is frail, fragile, and susceptible to illness. He hates the illness because he loves the person, but he won't give up on the person because of the illness. And that's how St. Catherine of Siena treated the church. She saw whatever uh, could creep in as an illness here or there or wherever, but she loved the church enough to help nurse it back to health rather than give up on it and leave. And that's the lesson for us. And it's clear that you all love the church. You're here on a Saturday. You don't have to be. But may we be like St. Catherine of Siena, those who have such a love for the Lord in that inner cell of our hearts that we, we end up sharing in his love for the church and that that love for the church can help us to be agents of healing within the church. That, that we may ourselves have this ever-renewed devotion to her teachings that, that we can help spread that. And if we spread that to even one person over the course of our whole lifetimes, we've done a marvelous work. We can be that inspiration to people for how to be able to do the good work of renewing the church from within, always by bringing her into closer devotion to that Lord that we're in love with in our inner self. May St. Catherine of Siena be for us a great model, inspiration, and intercessor in all of this, that we may continue her work, which was just a continuation of the work of Christ in loving the church and loving Jesus through that love of the church as well.